Hello guys, you're listening to It's a Pole Thing. Oh my goodness, welcome to my very first episode. I am literally so excited to just get this podcast started. And wow, I just, wow. Like girl, I'm literally shook right now. Um, By the way, I'm probably going to be saying like shook a lot during this episode. So yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get started today with my very first series, um, College 101. Because it is August, and once again, I am literally, I can't even say that word, literally shook right now. (laughs) Also, fair warning, I do tend to stutter here and there, so you're probably going to get that a lot, but it's totally okay. So yeah, it is August. I just cannot believe that right now, like I said. And I feel like summer break was literally just starting every day. I meant to say not every day, because <laughs> summer was like, it still is an everyday thing right now. But I feel like summer literally just started yesterday. And now we're already in August. And I go to my YouTube and I literally see dorm room hall come to college with me. I'm going back to college. You know, it's just so crazy to me how like, quick this one went but yeah so we're gonna be getting started today with a couple talking points and basically if you guys already saw the title of this episode we're gonna be talking about you've been admitted to college so now what you gotta do girl (laughs) so yeah we're gonna get started today um yes so first i'm gonna be discussing how to weigh out your options And just overall the application process because she can be rough, but I'm going to tell y'all how you can get through that. So, yes. But yeah, so let's flash back to September. September of 2017. So, yes, here I am, a high school senior, you know, just having fun. Woo! It's senior year, baby. Woo woo! Okay, that was like totally cringe, like... Do not quote me on that at all. But yes, it was senior year. I'm just so excited to go through my last year of high school, like have all these great classes. By the way, classes get way better in college. You can actually like choose the time that you want to go to class and choose which classes and professors you want. But that's not the topic of today's episode. (laughs) But anyways, back to the story. So yeah, and then I realized, oh... I'm going to start adulting a year from now, not even like a year from then, like I'm going to start adulting in a couple months from now, so it's like time to start weighing out my options, which is my first point today. So yes, there are a lot of colleges and a lot of universities, and first off, I want to talk about like the difference between a college and a university, if you hadn't already known, so yeah. So, a college is usually, um, a, like, single building type building thing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So, (laughs) college is basically, like, you have school, but it's kind of, like, in one building, and it's usually if you're only doing, like, a two-year degree. And then a university is usually, like, a myriad of different schools and buildings into one campus, And that means there's multiple different degree programs and you can either go for two years, 
like the majority of people that go to universities go for four years. And then if you want to get like higher degrees, like your master's or your doctors, you go from like anywhere from six to eight years or sometimes even more. So yeah, so that's kind of like, I would say the main difference between the two and don't quote me on that right away. <laughs> but yeah, that's really much, again, the main difference I see between college and university. But yeah, so back to my story. So again, just weighing out your options and seeing whether you want to go to college versus whether you want to go to university. And most people decide that they want to apply to university because most people will end up doing a four-year degree. Um, and that's totally okay, too, if you want to go to a community college and do like a two-year degree. Just whatever you're doing to get out into that adult world. And even if you're not going to college, you can always go straight into the workforce and kind of build up your career that way. But it's always super helpful to attend a two-year or a four-year university or sometimes even higher where you can get, again, that master's program or your doctorates and th fun things like that. So yeah, so next, now that you've like set your options, you're going to start applying to the schools. So to apply for the schools, you usually need to go to their admissions portion of their website, which of course is kind of self-explanatory. But yeah, just go there. And there are a couple things to like be aware of when you are applying for colleges. So one of the main things to be aware of is that there is a college application fee for most <laughs> college applications because long story short, you get fees in college and they're fun. We love them. We definitely stand. <laughs> Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? But yeah, so during college, you'll have different fees for like courses and things like that. But yes, even the applications have that as well. Um, there are some universities where they don't have an application fee, but most universities will have an application fee unless you do a thing called applying on college application day. So each year, there's usually a day where you apply for colleges. And this is usually around like October each year. I think when I applied for the, the university I go to now, I applied on October 26th which I believe was free college application day, or it was like college go week. So anytime you apply on days like that is where you can get that application fee waived, which basically means you don't got to pay the fee. But you still will have to like worry about fees later on when you actually get into the university. But yeah, it always helps to apply when you um, apply again on that free application day. So that's definitely one of my re recommendations for that. But again, you're still weighing out a lot of options. And of course, that application process can be nerve wracking. Um, yes, there's a lot of like different things that they ask for on applications as well. So just making sure you have access to like all the necessary information that you need. And that way you can apply. And then, so yeah, that's that basically, it's kind of the gist when it comes to college applications. So yes, just make sure you have like a bunch of different options that for like colleges that you want to go to because there's also a thing called college rejection letters which are not really like the best to get, but there are also some things to just take into consideration cuz certain universities will have GPA requirements, SAT score requirements, ACT score requirements, etc. 
So always be prepared for the possibility that a college may not accept you. So just making sure you have other options available. So back to my story for me, it was sort of an easy process because I just had one school that I was set on and the school had some had easier GPA requirements and of course the score requirements as well. So I applied to that college and then I got accepted. So I guess that was like the college I knew to go to. Um, there's also, in some cases, a lot of people will apply to colleges, they'll get accepted, and then they realize that's not the university they want to go to. So it's okay to always change your mind last minute, even after you've applied. It's just making sure you know, set in your heart, just what college you want to go to. But yeah, that kind of like explains overall just the application process and things like that. So yes. So now I'm going to move into my next talking point. And that is your college visits and what to expect. So yes, so you've been admitted into the college you want to go to or college is. So a lot of times you'll have like those three options and you'll want to visit those different campuses. So again, here's just what to expect when you do those. So again, make sure you have everything to go for your visit. Check with the school's website, things like that. And you'll probably need to get like a parking, like a temporary parking permit put into your car because those universities are extreme when it comes to parking. Just just a little ex extreme. So just make sure you have like the necessary things once again to get there. So, yes. And a lot of times you want to look at the environment of your campus, what the students are like, what the people are like. Like, does it have a good environment? Does it have a bad environment? Do you like the scenery of the campus? Is it comfortable walking distance? Because a lot of times those universities do get large. I am fortunate enough that I go to like a smaller university where I don't have to take shuttles to class, <laughs> which is kind of nice that I'm close to everything. But there are larger universities with shuttles. So just thinking about like distance, um, possibly living on campus, what the facilities are like, things like that. So those are just all kind of like things to take note of when you're there. And I would bring like maybe like a notebook or something, take those notes on paper because you don't want to be on, on that tour just looking down at your phone all day because then that shows the tour guides that you're maybe not really interested in the campus. And that kind of puts like your self-image out there. Like for college visits, you want to have like a pretty good like neutral self-image because you are a new student coming into that college, and you might be the next big thing over there. So, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, you'll you you want to you want to look like a bright student. You want to you want to like exert yourself professionally. You probably heard that like a million times, but yeah. So yeah, more so for focused on you guys that are seniors in high school right now or going into your senior year, but. A lot of you that are going into college now, you've been on your college visits and things like that. So these are some things that you probably would have noticed. So yeah, that's basically kind of it on visiting colleges. There's not too much more to that. Just once again, just making sure you know that the college is the right one for you. And when it comes down to, to decision time, it can be really tricky to just select one that you really want to go to, especially when you have more than one option. Um... Fortunate enough for myself, I only had really one option that I wanted to go to, so it wasn't too tricky for me to choose campuses that I wanted to go to, since I actually go to Indiana University, and they have 
different regional campuses, but the Southeast campus is the campus I was really set on. It's the one that, that I'm closely associated with, the one that I'm close to home. So that's the one I wanted to go to. But again, just going to college close to home versus going to college away. Um, but yeah, so the next point in this episode is setting up your student accounts because those are going to be your best friend through your entire collegiate career. So once you have a lot of times in your application, it will show you what your student ID is, how to get your account set up, just basically the next steps you need to take up until your orientation day. And setting up your account is like one of the main ones because a lot of times those accounts take 24 hours to fully activate everything that you need. And that's, that's at least that's how the one for my campus does. Um, you have to set it, you have to set it up early and it takes 24 hours, but other campuses might take 12 hours and may set up right away. So you just need to check with your campus, make sure you get everything set up. Um, a lot of times there are like lengthy password requirements and again, too, it is just remembering your username and things like that. Definitely write those things down. Once you have your account information, like write it down somewhere safe where nobody can, can get it. Cause Colleges are also, like, really strict on the third-party type stuff. Basically, what that means is that nobody other than yourself, the student, should have access to that information. Like, they want that to stay with you and not, like, have two people using your student account to do their homework. So, that's a thing that you just want to make sure you do is that you write them down and that you keep it in a safe place. But yeah, so now that you've done all that, um, you get through the rest of high school, you graduate, woo, we're seniors, woo, class of, um, well, for you upcoming, well, for the people who just graduated now, class of 2023, you guys got this, um, for the next college class to come next year, class of 2024, you got this, but your high school class of 2020, anyways, we're not going to get into the logistics, because that's math, and I don't even like to think about math, so, <laughs> yeah, so next is your orientation and potential summer prog programs that you may have access to, so your orientation is going to be one of the most crucial, and I mean crucial parts for your transition into college, because now you're graduated with high school, and you're like, yay, I'm going to college, but wait, I still need more information, so orientation will answer any of your any of your questions, or at least I hope it does answer all of your questions that you have for college. Um, I was actually an orientation leader this summer, and I had the chance to help like so many new students come into the campus, and I'm just glad to be a part of their college transition and help them out and things like that. Um, personal life story, but yeah, so going there. Going to your orientation is basically you're getting a lot of the information about campus. You're learning about um, the financial aid there, the offices on campus, um, class scheduling. So you'll be scheduling your classes there most likely, which can be super confusing at first, but the leaders are there to help you get everything set up. Um, just depending on how your orientation is set up, a lot of them are set, set up differently. Some orientations do have night programs as well, so that means you spend the night on campus. So if you do have an orientation where they do a night program, bring your blanket and grip pillow, 
blanket and pillow. I started again. But yes, bring that blanket and pillow because you're going to need it. <laughs> yes, you're like really going to need it. Um, Bring a backpack, I guess, or a folder because you're going to be taking a lot of notes, most likely. It's going to show you how college is kind of like right away in some instances. But yes, um, orientation can also be super fun. It's a chance to meet new people, get some of those first connections on campus, um, talk to different clubs and organizations. So definitely attend your orientation. Um, for most universities, it is mandatory that you attend your orientation. So attend it either way, either if it's mandatory or not. Just make sure you have an orientation date set up. And once you're going... Once you've, like, gone through all of that, you'll get, like, your student ID cards and things like that, and then you'll be ready to go. Um, also, some universities do have summer programs where students can move in early as well, so maybe that can be a thing that you look into. That way you get, like, a transition, or I mean to say an easier transition in, into college. Um, I'm going to talk about one of the summer programs that my university has. So we have this summer mentoring program, so I'm also a peer mentor as well. And we have the summer program where we helped first-year students, and it's like four Fridays in the July portion of summer. And they come to campus, and we basically help them with their transition into college. And it's really great to help, like, all these new students. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what else to say on that, but it's just great to be part of somebody's, like, change, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but yes. And in the end, that's going to, like, help them out, and they're going to look up to you as a role model. So definitely after, like, this is more, like, later on, but after you've gotten through that first year of college, maybe stepping up into some leadership roles or maybe becoming, like, a peer mentor, it's awesome. A lot of times these things offer scholarships and paid positions, which really benefits you because that kind of thing, like, you know, helps pay your entire tuition bills and any personal expenses you might have. So <laughs> it's really cool to get involved with things like that. And it also looks great on resumes, which we're going to be talking about that later on in the series about how important like those resumes are because, girl, they're like really important. Because, <laughs> you know, it's only what employers in your careers are going to use. But don't be worried. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so basically, again, just attending the summer and orientation programs will definitely help you get that head start. And now that the summer is kind of like wrapping up a little bit, I'm going to be talking about summer to-do lists and financial aid because, woo, she's important. So definitely check with your school. A lot of times in your student account, they will have it where you have to do a to-do list. So these are things like signing your Title IV authorization um, making sure you have enough financial aid, just making sure your FAFSA has been sent in, which FAFSA, so we're going to talk about this real fast because some of you guys may not know what this is. So FAFSA is a, um, free financial aid student application that you should fill out each year. So this application will actually open up in October again, but you fill out one for each school year and it basically is an application that is supposed to qualify you for financial aid. And they base it, like, on your parents' income and things like that. Um, 
so yeah, so you you apply and then it allows your school to know how much financial aid you're going to need. So they basically go through and do this, but for a lot of students, they still don't get enough financial aid. So there comes the thing like student loans, um, private loans, and I'm going to talk about like the, the differences between all the loans real fast. So you get a thing called subsidized loans at most universities, and these are loans that you will pay back to the university, but they don't accumulate interest. And then the unsubsidized loans usually do accumulate interest. And basically interest is what is like a fee you're paying to have the loan. So you're paying money to have money that you're going to have to pay back after you graduate college. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. But yeah, so basically that's what that is. And then there's also these things called private loans. And these are loans that don't come from the government necessarily, per se. But you take out these loans, but you will have to pay them back, and they do also accumulate interest. Um, but you can talk to your financial aid office at your school about more detail on things like this. Just make sure you have an idea of how much financial aid you're getting, if any at all, and just determine how much your tuition is going to be. So that's one of like the more scary parts when getting ready to go to college, and it's honestly one of the more stressful parts, but it does suck to have to go through it, but you will be able to get through that, and you will find that balance, you know, like an actual balance, but yeah, so again, back to the to-do list, so a Title IV authorization, like I was talking about earlier, that is just basically you sign this form and it's basically like, okay, we can give you financial aid if we want to. So that's basically what that is. But yeah, talk to your school's um, offices about more things in detail on those because there are campuses that do different things for financial aid. But most of the time they do kind of like the same thing. But yeah, that's basically for that. That basically kind of does it for this episode. Um, I know that was like a lot of... <laughs> really important information at once. But I would say that the application process is honestly one of the most important processes when you're applying for college, most definitely. So it's just, again, making sure you have that perfect balance, you have your options weighed out. Um, basically everything I explained in this episode. Um, you guys can always go back through and listen to this if you ever need a reminder or just advice. Um, once again, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. It's going to be great. Um, thanks for listening to this first episode. The series was going to be extravagant. <laughs> Here I go with the word extravagant again. Um, but yeah, I am just so excited to share with you guys and I'm glad I'm able to share my college experiences with you and give you advice on all these fun things, even though it may seem, seem like confusing at times. It's great. Like, I just love it. <laughs> I love giving advice to people. So yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys once again enjoyed, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. Oh yeah, I forgot one more thing. So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about moving in, so like roommates and all that fun stuff like that. So I hope you guys are excited, and yes, once again for the last time, I'll see you guys next Sunday. You've been listening to It's a Poll Thing. <laughs>